This is Live from the Convent, Podcast 25. I'm here with Adya Sharma, an Indian playwright focusing on women and their fears. She interviews women globally about their experiences and writes plays based on these experiences, sometimes verbatim, sometimes not. And also joining us, Dante von der Merfa. I hope I got that right. He works full-time as a construction worker in Durban, but who during lockdown became somewhat of an inventor and created a prototype device that women could use walking home late at night. You're both very welcome. Galaus enough with the name, so that makes me a happy man. Thank you, Dante. I am trying. I just wanted to start out by asking you, did you, when you were growing up, have an interest in science? Were you an amazing science student? I was never very good at science. I did try, but I would have been one of the worst in the class. I started off in my garage during lockdown. And I wanted to make something that would make a difference to people's lives. Sorry to interrupt Dante, but on that point, the motivation to fix a problem can usurp academic ability. There can be no greater drive than a perceived necessity to solve a nagging crisis. I'm with you on that idea. And despite the fact that I am a man, there is a problem. I hear from my sisters and mother and girlfriends. There is the age-old problem of walking alone. It is barely safe. There are two songs, two songs actually, that women are quite fond of without really drilling down. Why? I'm going to walk you home. You look so good to me. Ooh, ooh, wee. I saw you walking all alone. That's why I want to walk you home. It sounds like what a wolf would say to Little Red Riding Hood. And there's another song... Who's gonna drive you home? Am I right on that one, Adia? Completely, Dante. Very appealing and very melodic. Yes, there's something very twisted about both of them songs. And I bet if you asked some women, they would say they really like them songs. I know that I like both of them songs, but why? I have to question myself why. Both of these songs were in my head, constantly. I couldn't drown them out. So I went to the garage and I sat down and I thought about what it means to have these songs in my head. And I started building. I picked up whatever I had around me and I started building. And if you had asked me then and there, what are you building? I couldn't have told you. Sounds like you were being led by something outside of yourself. I don't know why I created it, but there was something which told me to create it. 
I am a very creative person, but I never envisaged I would create something like this. Dante. I feel compelled to say this, but it is a shame that women haven't created this for themselves. But that's not to say I'm not on board with what you have done. I agree, Adia. That is a shame. I wanted to ask you, Dante, what does the device look like and how does it work? And sorry, I don't mean to interrupt the host, but is it quite cumbersome? Because women like to carry around small handbags. Good question, Adia. There are two prototypes. One is like a bum bag that you strap around your waist. And the other is like a watch, but it involves you electrocuting yourself first. That was the first creation. And it would involve somebody very brave to use it. The two devices give your attacker a shock. It's an electric shock. It's just enough for you to get away. Yes, Dante. That is the problem. Because essentially what you have designed is a shield rather than it being a weapon. It gives the woman just enough time to get away, but not to kill her attacker, which is very wise and very PC. But what if you are in a place where even when you run and you run, that the attacker has enough time to recover and to recommence the chase? There are many rural, out there places where this would in fact be the case. Adia, I'm actually working on paralyzing, really stunning the assailant. It's a very delicate balance between stunning an aggressor and killing them. So if this is some kind of electric shock, how is it activated? Is it activated when you press a button? And how how does it stay charged? How does it stay powered? It's going through the patent process and I don't want anybody robbing the idea from me. It involves ferro electricity from the main artery taking blood from the heart and piezo or piezo electricity from the bone. So our own bodies produce electricity for its, its functions. But I found a way to tap into this and I don't want to disclose the information willy-nilly until it's gone through the patent process. Dante, that sounds very fascinating. Perhaps you would want to take me out for a drink after this podcast and you could tell me more about it. Okay, Adia, let's just calm down a bit. Um, I just wanted to ask, have you given this to anybody to trial to see if it works? Funny you should ask that, and I'm barely going to say this out loud. I've already given some out. Dante, I can't believe it. You're quite the bad boy. Oh, well, you're really going to piss off the government. Yeah, I was just thinking, don't you need permission and some very special and specific legislation to be in place to do this? 
well, there is the problem of the paperwork, the paperwork and the paperwork. Meanwhile, there are women in danger on the route. I agree, Dante. It is so urgent. I want to know why is it so hard for women to walk alone. If we wake up in the middle of the night and we have the desire to walk, we can't. We have to stay inside because there are predators all over the city. And that makes me angry and I know I'm not the only woman who feels this way. If I am walking along a country path and I want to go further, I have to look behind me. I have to factor in that I am not even within a scream of the next human being. So I have to turn back and go back to the house. I don't like living like this. We are no different to the deer being spied on by the lions. And even when we learn how to fight, we can still be outnumbered. That's right, idea. And they say that males need to be educated in the classroom. But... The truth is, they do it because they can't. And during lockdown, I watched the Stepford Wives from the 1970s. And the remaining wife asks the doctor of Stepford, why? And she says, because we can't. That is very frightening. It's also a very simplified and boiled down truth, if it is in fact the truth. But perhaps this is why women always have that fear in the pit of their stomach when they're walking alone at night. Because they know it's because men can. And here's another frightening fact. I read on the FBI website that gangsters are actually the most dangerous criminals. And I'm a cancer in the Zodiac. I'm not sure what you're trying to say here. Are you saying that we should be worried about you because you're a cancer and that because this information is on the FBI website, that there's a small chance that you're potentially an attacker in your spare time or that you could potentially become an attacker just because you're slightly predisposed to because you're a cancer? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, that doesn't qualify as an answer to the question... Dante, I thought you might actually want to know, but I am a Capricorn. And Capricorns and Cancers, they are a very good match. Cancers are very passionate. They are very intimate. 
this is what we Capricorns need. It's another reason to have a coffee together. So again, I'm going to be the cold pail of water on you two. And what we've planned to do is we're going to have Adia put on the belt and we're going to walk just outside the studio here. And Dante is going to try to attack her and we'll see just how well this device works and we have an ambulance on standby just in case idea can you stand up so i can put this on you oh yes dante with pleasure do you want me to put my hands up for you okay dante if you can just put on the belt as quickly as possible thanks Oh, Dante, did you just feel the electricity when you touched me there? Again, this is a prototype, so we've got to be careful. There might be extra electricity going on. So we're just going to make our way outside now. We don't have enough room here in the studio. And we're going to put this to the test. Can I just say now, I don't really want to hurt Dante. I don't know if I can do this. Well, it's important that you do for experimental purposes. And can I ask why? Well, he's not your typical attacker. He's very good looking and very charming. You don't think good looking people would do such a thing? I don't. Why would they need to? Okay, so we're just outside now and Adia has all of the equipment on. And as I understand it, Dante, you need to wear a rubber coat underneath the belt. And this has to be done even in the hottest of, of weather, like, for example, where both of you live. That is correct. And that rubber coat, that will save your life. Dante, I just want to say, I think this is a very flattering red looks very good on me and quite figure hugging this is for the listeners that can't see okay so Dante do you want to just run off into the bush there and hide and then make your approach in as sly a way as you can think of and I'm just gonna step off here to the side and do you want me to walk normally or gingerly or should I just be normal? Yeah, just as you would usually be. Um, don't think about it too much. You know, something just occurred to me. I wonder, will this be the end of when friends used to tap each other on the shoulder to surprise one another? Just in your average street scene where you'd come up to surprise a friend and hug them from behind or whisper in their ear. So if they're wearing this belt, they could be blown to kingdom come. Am I right? Hold on, let me just ask Dante. That's that's a good question, actually. He's he's over there behind the bush. Dante, did you just hear Adia's question there? Is is that the case? Will will friends be able to surprise one another by by tapping on each other's shoulders? I'm afraid that's correct. 
min kilomad nå, så jag kan inte göra intervju normalt at this point, but in a little while. Sorry, I didn't realize you were such a method actor, but as you were. Okay, Adia, start walking down the road and, and let's let's get this started. Okay, I am walking down the road, minding my own business. Yeah, Adia, we don't need that commentary. Just just walk. Thanks. Okay, so Adia has just started walking down the road and very casually, very naturally. So I must commend her on that. And slowly we're seeing Dante emerge from behind the bush. Now he's joined the path that she's on and he's starting to increase his pace and he's not so far away from his target and she doesn't hear him he's quite cat-like very impressive and he's pounced totally fuck whooped 10 yards back he's gone at least and Adia looks back to see the damage thank god for the coat I could feel the power of the shock, even though I'm protected. Poor Dante, I feel so guilty. He's completely unconscious. But not dead, right? Well, hopefully that's something the ambulance can tell us, because I really do want to take him out for a drink. So, Adia, what was it like trialing the belt? Do you feel safer with it on? Would you want to have one? I do feel safer with it on. And I would like to have one as soon as possible, even if it is just a prototype. I feel it would be nice if there were two modes. One which is a more neutral mode that you can wear during the day where there is a chance your friends might come up to surprise you. And then one for at night. When you are on a very quiet road, one that completely takes care of your assailant and knocks them out cold. And I'm just looking over there towards Dante and the ambulance and it does look like he's out cold, so we won't be talking to him for the rest of the interview, but we're very grateful to him for bringing in his invention. Dante mentioned to me before the interview that he's called his invention the K.O. Enforcer. That's a really catchy name. I'm liking that. Oh, hold on. He's actually getting up off the stretcher and he's walking towards us. So it seems he's he's okay. I just wanted to come back. I've electrocuted myself. Maybe about a hundred times in the last three weeks and I wanted to thank you for for letting me maybe advertise the KO Enforcer but I just wanted to mention Dante I don't know if it's actually a very good idea to name this or to even if you can say advertise such a thing 
they always talk about the weapons they're developing, you know, the military and armies all around the world. And I think for the female army, we should keep any weapons or any shields incredibly private. Because why would you want your enemy to know? It's like in the James Bond books or in James Bond films. When there is one, I think it is Q who invents the weapons for Bond and he takes them into the room and it's very private. And I feel like it should be like this for women. Our weapons should be private and only the assailant should find out at the very last minute because otherwise counter weapons can be developed or ways around our weapons can be developed. Dante, for example, if the assailant wore a rubber coat, could he avoid the electric shock? That could entirely be possible. I also wanted to mention in reaction to my device, some of the people I've shown it to, one or two ex-attackers, they have developed an affinity for electric fences. Another guard seeking, instead of women, electric fences. Very unusual behavior. Oh, wow. I am so curious to learn more about this. And I think maybe Adia's suggestion about going to the pub or the cafe um, is is quite good. So I'm going to accompany you two. And uh, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you very much.